On this episode of the State of the Bulldogs with Sam, Mike, and Jeb, we talk about the awesome and also bitter end uh, to the baseball season, the Auburn Regional. We give a, we're going to give a little recap. We're going to uh, shout out some track athletes, Aaron Long and Titus Moore, as they compete in the NCAA Championships uh, this weekend in Austin, and just give you, uh, you know, some recruiting updates and overall updates about the other sports uh, that are currently in the offseason. Please rate us five stars, leave a good review, follow the show on Twitter at State of the Dogs. And with that, let's kick this thing off. I would imagine yeah. that there's another one yeah. in a Super yeah. on a Saturday night. Yeah. After a big win. Yeah. Eight against a four and five team for the FCS. And here goes Montreal Washington. He skipped through the defenders and he's taking it all away. On the road, he's got room. Inside the five, good thing and wins it. All right, Michael. So, as you recall, we had Davis Domestic on to recap uh, or to preview the SoCon baseball tournament. And then we had Jaden Davis and Stephen Klein join us to preview the regional. Davis said if we don't win the SoCon tournament and compete uh, in the NCAA tournament, we can't say we, we run the SoCon. Well, we won the baseball tournament in epic fashion as we as we talked about it with the guys. And then the guys gave us a little preview. I mean, they kind of called it. You know, they were not afraid of Southern Miss. They were not afraid of Tanner Hall, one of the best pitchers in America. They talked about the uh, the sinking fastball or sinking changeup. Um, sure enough, we, we tune into ESPN on Friday and we see Tanner Hall pitch about 120 pitches over nine innings. Almost complete dominance. Wasn't quite good enough. Uh, Michael, what were, your, what were your initial thoughts, you know, about that game? Uh, first of all, first time that Sanford baseball has won the regular season and the SoCon tournament. Uh, so that's just a big milestone to become a baseball school and a SoCon powerhouse, which we'll talk big about time. later. Uh, yeah, I – Sam – I'm officially a college baseball fan because <laughs> postseason college baseball is riveting. It's amazing. It's riveting. I mean, it, it, it's as a basketball fan, it's so similar to the NCAA tournament in the right. format and everything. But then you've got the complexity of the double, you know, double elimination, and ah, oh, it's just so fun. Uh, just to, despite the heartbreak, because yeah. while uh, yeah, started yeah, the. Well, I was gonna say it's definitely riveting because, I mean, you've seen some of the scores from the re- from these regionals. I mean, we're talking. I mean, the T- TCU put up twenty runs, twenty some odd runs against Arkansas. Uh, you don't see that in normal. I mean, college baseball, you yeah. do see that, but most people don't watch regular season. So if there's a time to tune into college baseball, it was starting last weekend or this past weekend. Uh, and if you still haven't been tuning in, I would I would tune in immediately. Absolutely. I mean, we've got Arkansas at home. We've got uh, Vanderbilt has gone home. They were the number four seed, I think. Arkansas was the three seed or the six yep, seed. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Clemson, gone. Clemson, gone. Auburn, Auburn gone. gone. Oklahoma State. We had two seeded, meaning top 16 seeds that didn't win a single regional game. Auburn, Two and Q, baby. Uh, two and Q. So, 
just I a think really a wild couple days. I, it was, and we'll get we'll get into the Southern Miss game a little bit more, but the fact that Auburn, when Auburn lost that pin game, in the kind of the fashion they did with the bunts and kind of the small ball, very frustrating. I'm sure if you're an Auburn fan, um, it both made me excited because now our path to the supers was very clear. And it had also made me nervous because I'm sitting there like, oh, gross. Penn is playing this like bunting style baseball, like not really what you want to face in the postseason because people aren't used to it. But first, let's talk about Southern Miss. Way more of a classic pitching duel. We had Tanner Hall versus Jacob Cravey. Both pitchers started out pretty inconsistent. Um, It took Cravey a little bit longer than Hall to settle in. Both eventually did settle in and were lights out, but Cravey had five walks, five walks, which is insane for him. I think he hit a hundred pitches by the sixth inning. Uh, So not an efficient outing, but it's always a testament, Mike, to how great a pitcher is when they don't have their stuff and they still dominate because he's battling three and two counts, two and two counts, and he's still getting guys out. He's grinding men on base traffic jams like still getting guys out and only letting up one run i think it's just a testament to his talent as a pitcher that even when he doesn't have it he still gets the job done yeah absolutely um he he was looking a little shaky you know i think the commentators were talking about it maybe it was nerves maybe it was coming off a a weekend high against wofford but i mean he only he ended the day with five walks so he really settled in and uh, yeah, had 103 pitches through six innings. So uh, he did what we needed him to do against a top five pitcher in the nation in Tanner Hall. Dude, Tanner Hall was unreal. I mean, to be fair to Cravey, we talked about it in the preview, but Southern Miss, I mean, they don't hit a lot for power, but they're super disciplined. And I think it just kind of goes to show how talented they are that they could draw five walks from Cravey, even though, you know, he was being a little a little more erratic than usual. Um but yeah, Tanner Hall. I mean, I I didn't really. I'm I'm not a baseball guy, right? I don't know what a a sinking changeup is or whatever the guys called <laughs> it. Um, but they but Jaden and Steven definitely knew what it was, and they knew now knowing you know knowing what's coming and then being able to hit it are two very different things. Like Tanner Hall still shut us down. Every yeah. like once we got to the seventh inning, I was like, oh boy, like we're now it's like guys grind out at bat so we can get this guy out of the game, and he didn't freaking get out of the game until the 10th but i i kept thinking they were gonna pull him not because yeah. his performance because he hit him and i mean him and uh cravey were kind of neck and neck in terms of pitch count and so we pulled cravey after six and right. he was at 103 and then Tanner right. hall is going he hit had 123 cruising. pitches cruising he honestly I, I hate to say this if they had kept it in they probably win the game because I think what about the it. record for most pitches in a single game is. Oh, I'm sure it's like 160. There's probably some animal out there that just yeah. has no there no no feeling in the arm. It just goes and goes and goes. Probably plays for some random school. I don't know. Got no speed. But on. but that's what's crazy. That's what's sorry. That's what's even crazier about about this uh, game. So Cravey leaves in the sixth, and we bring in Petchke. Petchke in the seventh inning on right. He got. Now, Peshke also was struggling with command. You know, he was walking guys. He was getting, you know, leaving balls hanging. But he still found a way to not give up a run until the 10th. 
And it's un- like, that's why I think if Southern Miss had left Hall in for one more inning, three more outs, we probably lose because our best reliever available was four innings deep by that point. And he's slipping. And you can tell, like, when we get to the 10th, boom, leadoff hit, two walks, five or six balls, two strikes between those two hitters. Bases loaded, no outs. We're up two. And I was like, holy crap. This is Wofford all over again. Yeah. And then he gets uh, a ground out and they score. And then he gets a K. And then it was like a line drive or a pop-up something. But the pitching was incredible. Yeah, I mean, to sit in there for 70 or 68 pitches for a closer, uh, very unexpected, but what a game. I know, it was like starter numbers almost. Yeah, I mean, really, 70, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he would, he he, he didn't pitch at all the rest of the weekend, right? He didn't come in against Penn uh, that I remember, and I, I don't think he... He might have come in against Southern Miss yesterday. Um, honestly, I, I we'll, we'll look that up. But back to the pitching. So when they pulled Hall and they brought in, I forgot the guy's name, like Maza or something. It's almost like we were, it almost seemed like the team was just waiting on the pitching change to happen. Because Josh Harder gets it's a home run right off the bat. Boom, pitching change, homer. Yeah. Boom, pitching change, two doubles. Boom, pitch and change, one more run. We score two in the 10th. I mean, at that point, you're like, Petschke, please, 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 please get us three more outs. And he did. Yeah. In very, you know, stressful fashion. But <laughs> as soon as Hall left the game, Southern Miss was a different team. They were all of a sudden human again. Uh, that's, I don't know. Southern, if you're a Southern Miss fan, you're probably pretty frustrated with how they were unable to capitalize against us because, you know, they had several opportunities with men on um, because we had been walking uh, so many hitters. They had, they had three on with no outs in the bottom of the 10th, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bases loaded, no outs. And then I think Caden went up to Petschke. I think they had a mound visit. I mean, what, you're looking at what is about to be an either epic inning for Southern Miss and a comeback victory and it'll haunt you forever as a Sanford fan or – an epic outing where you buckle down and get three outs with everybody on base. And he wasn't quite perfect. He let up the run, but got out of the jam, won the game. I mean, at that point you're like, let's go pin, right? Like they're headed in. It's Auburn. They're, they're the big bad host. And then pin gets the victory sat Friday night. And uh, the table is set for the dogs. We beat pin then there's no way we lose to Southern Miss or Auburn twice on Sunday. No way. And then the pin game. Those Ivy League boys. Those Ivy League boys. So it's funny. Uh, our buddy John and I, we we drove to the game, right? So it's Friday night or Friday afternoon. We just beat uh, Southern Miss. We buy our tickets, which was also a mistake because if we had waited, I think the tickets dropped to like five bucks. Um, but that's an aside. What were they Definitely should have waited. Before? Definitely should have waited. Um, so, you know, we're, we're thinking we're going to go to see Sanford versus Auburn, sellout crowd, hype environment, Saturday night, and then Penn wins. And then, like we said a minute ago, we weren't quite sure how to feel, right? Like you watch Penn. Now, those three bunts or two bunts, whatever they were, were beautiful. It was beautiful baseball. Not knocking it at all. Just saying that I hate it. Um, and we don't know how to feel. 
So, you know, we show up to the game. First off, Auburn Stadium is amazing. I totally get now why we're an Auburn feeder school for the baseball team. Uh, if <laughs> players get there, it's they, they, get, they got the wall. It's really uh, pretty. The football money is rolling in. That campus is nice. Like 10 years ago, it was not that nice. And now it's super fancy. And, uh, you know, we get to the stadium. There's that pin section that everyone probably saw on ESPN Plus, And it seemed like it was all pin. Well, let me tell you. It was not all pin. It was basically a Sanford home game, uh, but the fans were spread out throughout the stadium. They weren't all congregated behind the away duck out because we weren't the four seed and we didn't know where we were going to be sitting. Um, and so, you know, the pin fans are all hype. Game starts. They jump out to the big lead, blah, 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 blah. Brody Westbrooks does settle down. He does settle down. Um, we didn't really know who their pitcher was. I still don't know his name. They chanted it the whole freaking game. <laughs> Uh, but we made him look like Cy Young out there. We had one hit, Mike, one hit through like the fifth or the sixth <laughs> inning. He had 60 yeah. pitches or 70 pitches. Not only were we not getting hits, but he was being efficient. He only threw 13 or 20, 13 to 20 balls somewhere in there uh, during that run. It was insane. You know, again, not being like a didn't really play a ton of baseball, but and the, and the guys were talking about it post game, but just not really expecting the kind of pitching that or pitches they were receiving, but I wonder if they're more prepared to play Auburn. You Is know, that, you don't have time to like watch film, but that's not a bad point. Like I know our staff is always prepared and then we definitely had a pin game plan, but it's one thing for the staff to have a really good game plan and another for the players to be digesting it throughout the day. Because yeah. we had, however, you know, we probably had 12 ish hours to prepare once we knew that Auburn had lost, but there's all, I mean, there's still just that mental hurdle of, well, I wanted to play Auburn. You know, I thought the stadium was going to be packed and these aren't excuses. These are just hindrances really to get you in the right mindset. Whereas Penn from the beginning, they don't care who they're playing. They're just going to do their style, whatever they're riding that, you know, uh, Cinderella. No, everyone, the world is against us type of mentality yeah yeah i don't know and, and the guys last week you know Jaden and steven were like you know we were like, what happens if you get to auburn how are you feeling and like oh we're not scared of auburn like right. we know like we know auburn we played them in the regular season they're right down the road from us yeah yeah and it was a bat like it was a midweek game but it was a battle until the end auburn pulled yeah. away as most midweeks versus uh mid-major power fives go i mean the pitching depth you know once you get to the sixth or seventh inning, it's anyone's game. And Auburn Auburn easily took that one. But starters versus starters, ones versus ones. like right. Totally different game. We were feeling good. And then we get Penn. Freaking Ivy League. It can't even be a real Cinderella. Like you're sitting there thinking, okay, these kids go to one of the best schools in America. I don't really want to cheer for them. Like there's not a real feel-good moment about a four seed from Philadelphia beating right. Auburn. Um, I don't know. There's just a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of things we're not going our way for our, mentally, so to speak. Um, and then especially to see this kid, honestly, it's probably how Wofford felt when Clevenger walked out onto the mound and pitched seven hit or seven innings of one, <laughs> two hits, one yeah. run or whatever. It's probably how they felt. They're like, who in the world is this guy? Uh, coming out of nowhere, his ERA was pretty good. It was a three, around three, but it wasn't insane. Like it wasn't. Uh, Tanner Hall, and he pitched right. us harder than Tanner Hall. 
Uh, very, very frustrating. Um, and it sounded like, and Coach, you know, Coach David kind of said this too, but it sounded like Penn just was in the right place at the right time on defense every single dude. Time okay, one hundred percent. So you know, we're sitting there, we had great seats, like right behind home plate. It was amazing. So we're sitting there. And, you know, we're watching the at-bats, okay? Penn started out, they were hyper-aggressive, hyper-aggressive. And at first, you know, you think that'll bode well. Well, like, I think at the second batter up, first guy was a strikeout, second batter up, they got, like, a nice line drive hit to the outfield. And I was like, oh, maybe their aggressiveness will pay off. Because Brody pitches strikes. That's one thing that makes him good. It's also, I mean, any college pitcher that's going to pitch strikes, sometimes it's going to get hit. Well, Penn was on the hitting side for a while there. And when we would get up to bat, we were also aggressive. Now, it didn't help that their pitcher was pitching strikes, so it wouldn't necessarily help you to take a bunch of pitches because all of a sudden you're in an 0-2 count. But when we did make contact, we made contact a lot and hard. It <laughs> did seem like it was going straight into the third baseman, straight into the shortstop, yeah. straight into the shifted second baseman in the outfield. I think... um Steven Klein, I think he he grounded out to that second baseman, or maybe I'm thinking of the Southern Miss game, but he might have. He I think he grounded out to the second baseman three straight at bats in the same fashion, right to shallow right. outfield. Yeah, um, first inning, Klein ground out second base. Yeah, yeah. So Third you got to give Klein ground out second base. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it was that game? You got to give them credit, right? Like they being put in the right spot is doing your homework and playing yeah. the odds. But come on, like Those the baseball's got to go our way one time, right? Yeah. And the with the ball never uh, left the yard until the eighth inning. So one thing that I was excited about was the Southern Miss-Auburn game right before our game. They were hitting bombs. So I was like, oh, the ball's flying today. Advantage, Sanford. We hit one homer. Right. Now it was high. It was in the eighth inning. It cut it down to three. As soon as we cut it to three, I thought we were going to win. I mean, I thought we were going to win the whole time. But when you get down by three going in the ninth, anything can happen. And then we get bases loaded. And I'm like, oh, this is our game. This is our game. One bat away. And a questionable call. Questionable, but also either way. I mean, we say it all the time, Mike. You don't want to put the ball in the ump's hands. You don't. I know, but if you're down by one in the bottom of the ninth, it was a base running error. You've got a man That's the on problem. third, so was it wasn't that... an, like he shouldn't have yeah, been. Was, he was, it, yeah, he got too extended. You know, it's our fault. We were in that position, and we got to live with that. It's a terrible way to end it. Heart. I mean, it's freaking heartbreaking. You're there in the most pivotal game of the regional because we, we knew Penn wasn't going to beat Southern Miss. We, we knew Southern Miss was going to go 2-0 against them Sunday, Monday. Easy. That was foregone conclusion. But we weren't. We were going to beat Southern Miss. Um, we had the offense to keep up with them. We had good enough pitching to keep up with them. Penn was not deep enough anywhere to keep up with them. And so we knew if we won this game, we were not coasting, but we were certainly in the driver's seat. One run, one bat, one out, all came down to the last minute. Last inning. Terrible. For such a special all team, right. too. Made it a fun game. Yeah, that's what makes that team special. Never not gave gonna, up. Like, we're not going to forget it. Yeah. It was, it, 
most baseball teams, you never have that feeling when you're playing a team that you're always going to win. Obviously, there are exceptions. When we went to uh, Baton Rouge, you know, we were not thinking we were going to win. But almost every other game, you're sitting there like, I don't see how we lose. Our lineup is loaded. Our pitching is good. Yeah. And well, any, any player pin. that comes up to the plate from one to nine, I'm thinking like, oh, this guy's a dog. Yes. Like, this guy could easily homer right now. The amount of clutch uh, hits by Andrew Bennett and Caden Dreyer at the bottom of the lineup yeah. and Josh at eight and nine. Rodriguez. Insane. Our eight, yeah, it's, it's wild. Our seven, eight, nine basically won us the SOCON tournament and uh, gave us a lot of success in the regional. But we technically did get another chance on Sunday versus Southern Miss. Um but the path at that point was really tight. And we, you know, we battled hard, you know, we played well, but it did feel like the air, the Southern Miss kind of kept coming, you know, they kept punching and we kept punching back there for a bit. But at a certain point, it became just a little too much because Southern Miss really is a deep and talented team. And if you ask probably most baseball experts, they would have said the favorite for this region. It was just a little too much there uh, in the later stages of the game. And it it got to that point where it started to feel inevitable. In any kind of playoff scenario, everyone knows what we're talking about. Where it doesn't matter how good or bad your opponent is. It gets to a point where it's kind of make or break time. And they kept making it. Uh, and it eventually did break us. Yeah, uh, really that sixth inning there. Um mm-hmm. We were at, you know, we were at four three and we gave up four runs. Yep. Or was it three three yeah, four runs in the sixth. Yeah, I made it seven four. Yep. And if we had had more consistent high powered offense throughout the weekend, you know, you probably feel a little bit better about our chances of coming back. But four runs, I mean, we put up four, you know, in two winnings against Penn. But we only put up four across ten innings against Southern Miss. Yeah. So it just wasn't yeah. We knew we had to be undefeated going into Sunday. That was if we wanted to make the supers, that needed to happen. And it didn't. And we gotta live with it. And I won't get to pull for Sanford over my Vols. That's both good and sad. Uh, yeah, but, it's it's now I won't be conflicted next weekend, but <laughs> it would have been fun to go to Knoxville, dude. It would have been so fun. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm really happy that Southern Miss beat Penn. I would not yeah. have been thrilled if Penn as a four seed kept on going. You know, we love that Oral, Oral Roberts is doing it. Not so for an Ivy League. Like, get back to class, boys. It's one thing to lose to a higher seeded team, but to mm-hmm. get caught. In the Cinderella line of fire, like not like for me to play FAU this last year in the in basketball. Uh, and I feel like it's always my team that gets caught in that line of fire. So. <laughs> Definitely was pulling for Southern Miss. Yeah, I vividly remember Boise State, Oklahoma. Not great. Not. Oh, great. everybody remembers that. Everybody's about to remember Auburn, Sanford, because uh, <laughs> the baseball stadium right. butts up to the football stadium. They were having. It's kind of fun. They were having a recruiting event, and I kind of wanted to tell the guys they probably shouldn't commit there. We walked by them. I was like, oh, John, I really want to say you probably shouldn't commit here. Um, I didn't. Yeah. That would have been a little, is, little goosey. 
Auburn's the number two school in Alabama. You should head up north <laughs> where the real academics go. <laughs> but it was cool. They had the stadium lights on. They did a little light show. Uh, Jordan uh, Hare. So, yeah, Jordan Hare. So that was kind of fun. Hare. And yeah. it was also fun yeah, to Auburn's, see. Auburn's great. And I had said this, I think, I mean, I think I had said this a minute ago, but it was fun just seeing, it was basically a Sanford home crowd. Every Auburn fan that showed up was cheering for Sanford. Sanford had a really strong crowd too. Um, but like I said, we were spread out across the stadium. So I don't know if people, people probably couldn't tell that there was anybody but pin fans there, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, on television. But that was not the case. How do you uh, imagine you it's fly all family. Atlanta and then, oh yeah. Yeah. Atlanta or Birmingham. Um, but that drive was amazing. Like just a little cruise yeah. down. Uh, what, I don't even know hours? what the road is. Um, I-20, less. right? Yeah, less. Uh, we ate at the Amsterdam Cafe. So for all the fans headed down to the Sanford game next year, Amsterdam Cafe, highly recommend. It's a little tight, you know, a little small. We walked in at 530 and they didn't have anything available till 7. So we had to sit at the bar. Found that a little odd. Um, wow. It's a small town. You know, I'm a foodie. What'd you order? Oh, uh, we just went with the burger. It was kind of like a, it was a hard to describe place. They had this sandwich called like a crab cake avocado sandwich that I think they're famous for. I was like, oh, I'm good, dog. I'm not in Maryland. Kind of have a rule on yeah, crab cakes. It's a little, uh, I know Alabama is a coastal <laughs> state. We're in, in the plains. Like, what I don't is think this? There's any crab down. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't go with that. But yeah, cool, fun. And I mean, it was also, I will, I will say, they might have reprinted their menu for the weekend. Because the prices did not seem sustainable in a small town like Auburn. But I don't know. Only one way to find out. Got to go back like in the dead of summer. But yeah, the Auburn Regional is over. The baseball season is over. Now we kind of hold our breath to see <laughs> to see what guys we can hold on to going into next year. We know that the transfer portal is both kind uh, and evil to our Sanford Bulldogs. So hopefully here I got a couple guys in mind. Won't say their name. Don't want to put any pressure, but you know, hopefully the two starting freshmen uh, stay. That's exactly what it's a, it's a couple young guys that a couple young guys that are studs. But but it does seem like this team is like really, you know, they're really close. They've all been so all the guys that we've talked to seem so nice and they seem very invested in each other. So, and I know I like one hundred percent say that about every sports program, but uh, no, I mean, Mike, and, and if you listen to, to Coach David's you know post game uh, speech to the guys against Southern Miss, he's like, guys, we're you know we're doing something special. The fact that you know we're we're genuinely disappointed that we did not make a super regional, yeah, uh, like there's fire in your eyes, like ready to come back next year, um, and so that's a big shift in mindset. Good. Yeah. yeah, because you kind of go from I mean, you want to just win the SoCon regular season or you want to win the SoCon tournament, and you're just happy yeah. to be there. Happy to be at the regional, have an extra exactly. weekend of baseball. Exactly. Yeah. And so just the fact that they felt like they were good enough, and on paper they were certainly good enough, um, maybe not you know betting odds good enough, obviously, but enough yeah. talent to get the job done. You know, It's a big step. It's a big step. I so, mean, Southern Miss is like we said, top one of the top pitchers in the country, number thirteen yeah. overall team in the country, and a team that arguably could have should hosted have been hosting, should have been hosting, and might host next next weekend against Tennessee. It's still up in the air. So, 
Yeah, I don't know how that process works out. We were talking before the show how Indiana State just got screwed by the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, Surely Southern Miss has has what they need to... I can't imagine there's anything else going on in Hattiesburg. No offense to Hattiesburg, no offense to Mississippi. (laughs) Um, But you probably would have guessed the same thing about Terre Haute, Indiana. Sure enough, there's a Special Olympics event going on there. And the NCAA... Pulled the, pulled the plug. They didn't pull it on Kentucky. You know, students in the dorms, fans and families over an hour away. Didn't matter then. But now all of a sudden, oh, small school gets something good going on. Mm. Bye. We're going to Fort Worth, TCU. Well, maybe that's why they did that to uh, Indiana State because of Kentucky. But I agree. Yeah, maybe they maybe they learned a lesson. Maybe not. Uh, just not good optics. But yeah, we are hoping that our boys stay. Because uh, Sanford legitimately can become a top 50 national program year in, year out. But we got to figure out how to keep the guy. And, you know, you can't blame a kid if he wants to go play in the SEC. Uh, we had a little Twitter conversation with some dingus at Mercer uh, <laughs> who just doesn't understand that you don't need to go. Like, these kids aren't leaving because they want to go improve their draft stock. They're leaving because it's a lot of fun to play, you know, on – on the campuses of these SEC schools in front of 10,000 people every weekend. Like that's objectively fun. And we get that. Um, But it's a lie that you have to go there to make the MLB or, or, you know, get where you want to go in your baseball career. Because if anyone does a little research by literally Googling the draft results, (laughs) you will quickly find out you can be anywhere at any time and the MLB will find you. No need to worry, boys. Yeah, they baseball, to home baseball it's not football, it's not basketball. Yeah, because of the scholarship limitations and the yeah, you can play wherever you want to play and you'll get yep. you'll get seen. Yep, exactly. So tough ending to what was a remarkable baseball season. One that was honestly should have been derailed by injury. Pitching is king in college baseball, and we I mean the injury bug hammered us. So, you know, huge props to the coaching staff, to the team. Showed a lot of resilience. Definitely looking forward to next year. Targets on the back, though. You know, you don't win the regular season in the, in the tournament in the way we did and not have Wofford, Mercer, UNCG, ETSU chomping at the bit to get another bite at the apple. So it's going to be tough. Going to be tough to repeat, but we'll see how it shakes out. We'll see what the portal does. We'll see how fast it spins. We are going to have a target on our back from August to june next year yeah i'm excited every sport it's good to have the target boys it's good to have target speaking of the target mike we have um we have some track athletes competing in the national championships this week i was bummed i was bummed yesterday i was like man sanford sports season's over now we gotta wait for football not so wrong. We got we got two guys, a guy and a girl that we get to uh, cheer on this week in Austin. That's right. Uh, Aaron Long and Titus Moore. Aaron Long on the javelin, Titus on the hurdles. Kind of crazy that we could be looking at two national champions for the Sanford Bulldogs. We won't know what happens uh, until Wednesday and Thursday, I think. But still huge just to be represented on. Uh, at the track events on this scale. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I um I know back when we were at Sanford, we had a couple track stars that made it all the way to nationals and one that even 
uh, almost qualified for the Olympics in the uh, that's right pole vault, I believe. Um, but any, any chance to represent Sanford on a national stage? So yeah, Titus will be doing the the one ten meter hurdles, which he just broke the school record for. With the dude the can fly. 13, Thirteen seconds seventy. Uh, fly. I mean, I couldn't run a hundred meters without hurdles. There, he's doing dude. If you ran a hundred meters in thirteen ten, you're a very good athlete, like an elite athlete. Yeah. Maybe not running back elite. Uh, but I think in high school, hundred meters, like upper tens, is yeah. like a good. But oh, that's for no. hundred meters. Isn't that so great add, though? Add, add, Add ten meters in the hurdles. I'm not a track uh, guy. I should. I should. uh, Did you do field? Did you do like shot put or? I played uh, real sports. Played uh, lacrosse. Um, Just kidding. Field is a real sport. Uh, Kind of. Uh, You're throwing a ball on some grass. It's not really that. Or some (laughs) pebbles. Uh, Anyway, no offense to the shot put competitors this weekend. I had a really good buddy who really excelled at that in high school. Um, Shout out to Julian if you're. You're never going to listen to this, but if you were by any chance, shout out to you, man. So Aaron and Titus on here, let's, let's see. They give us the days. So men's day one and men's day two, Wednesday, Friday, and then women's day one, women's day two, Thursday, Saturday. So they're going to be competing. I'm assuming I don't really have a great readable schedule. Uh, here we go. The 110 hurdles is 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday. 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday. I'm assuming you can watch this on ESPN+. Plus. I'm not... It might I don't be know. on ESPN2. So that's the semifinals. And then I guess on the second day... Yep, second day. Friday night is the finals. So we'll tune in on Wednesday to see if Titus uh, qualifies for the finals. Hopefully he does. And then an insane event Friday night, 110 meter hurdles. Let's get it, baby. And then for Aaron, let's see, women's start on Thursday. Uh, and then women's javelin is at 6.45 p.m. on Thursday. I'm, I don't know what times, I don't know what time zones these are. This is not a great schedule. Uh, <laughs> and then Saturday is the, oh, nope, nope. Uh, javelin might, Oh, Javelin is just one day. Boom. One and done. Thursday night is the fine is just the event for the women's javelin. So that's awesome. That's kind of more exciting. The fact that she's already in the finals. Like that's hype. That means the odds of a natty are even higher for Sanford. Um so yeah. Two awesome, awesome track athletes who are going to be representing the Bulldogs on a national level. Everybody tune in. We'll tweet out, we'll tweet out actual. Or hopefully the Sanford Scoop covers us there um, with it, where you can actually yeah, watch it. Surely. Because this schedule sucks. The NCAA is never good at communicating. Uh, certainly not when they're trying to actually promote an event. So we're just left with what they give us. All right. Other than that, Mike, uh, I think we had one basketball recruiting update. What, what was going on there? Yeah, this is an update from a couple of weeks ago, but uh, this is big which I think we've said a couple times because we've had a couple of big recruits, but uh, we finally got our big guy, ironic, our big, our center, in <laughs> uh, transfer Zach Loveday, who is just committed to Sanford out of the Baylor Bears. Wow. Big 12 uh, guy. So 
Big 12 guy, national champion. He is a junior with, I believe, two years of eligibility remaining. I like that. Um, I like that. This guy did not get a lot of playing time at Baylor, but, I mean, think about it. It's Baylor. A, right. I mean, Well, they primarily play the small, too. They play small at Baylor. They like to play um, real fast. Actually, a friend of mine who is a Sanford grad is a Baylor fan, and he, I think when Zach was a freshman, thought this guy could be, like, you know, a starter by the time he made it to junior, senior year, but he just never really panned out. Interesting. Uh, but the guy's got all – I mean, he's he's seven-footer, which is really tall for the SoCon. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not like scrawny. I mean, he's, he's got some, some meat on the bones and he's got a beautiful stroke, a beautiful stroke. That's what I love to hear. Uh, so he can really from beyond the arc from Bond. He's, he, he shot from three in his career at Baylor, uh, 44, 40% his sophomore year, 50% his junior year. Uh, does it say how many attempts? Didn't take a ton of shots, but was shooting well from three for a seven footer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's just he's just an athlete, quick on his feet, former top one hundred recruit out of high school. So I'm really excited about this guy. That's crazy. Yeah, former top one hundred recruit out of high school. Yeah, that's crazy. Hopefully, it, you know, just something didn't click. Whether it was the culture or the coach or you know, because it sounds like he has all the tools to be. Very good, if not dominant, uh, down low in the SoCon. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a different game in the SoCon compared to the Big 12. I mean, we've talked about it, but the Big 12 was the best best conference in basketball last year. And going against the likes of Texas and Kansas on a day-in and day-out basis is tough. But um, yeah, thinking about the bigs that we faced in the SoCon last year, you know, I really think this guy will fit in well and provide – the last piece that we needed to complete our team. 100%. Yeah. No, it's basketball. I mean, look, I love football, but I'm starting to get real excited for basketball. Um, Yeah. I think to our listeners, we got a lot of fun interviews lined up for this summer that we'll be releasing after next week. And um, I think y'all are going to get some good insights on the basketball team. So stay tuned in for that. We'll give a our first season finale, so to speak, our last like real episode before football season next week, and then from there on out, it will be all interviews that we have uh, kind of banked throughout this throughout the spring. And we've alluded to it and said it, but we'll just reiterate it since baseball season just ended. And Mike, you had said it a minute ago that it really is a testament to the athletic department, to the coaches, to the school. Every person we talk to, athlete, administrator, coach, the culture really comes through in these conversations. Um, you know, well-rounded people, all about Sanford, all about the team, you know, not really from all kinds, all walks of life, kind of the same mindset. And it's really impressive and just goes to show that it's not a coincidence that all of a sudden all of our programs are pretty much clicking on all cylinders. Um, so yeah, just big kudos to everyone who's recruiting and hiring and just getting the right people onto campus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we have to mention the fact that both the men's and women's sports programs took home, uh, you know, the SoCon award for, for top, you know, 
program uh, of the year, the German Cup and the Commissioner's Cup, uh, which is, I think, the first time that the men have won the Commissioner's Cup since joining mm-hmm. SoCon. And maybe like the fourth or fifth time that the women have won the commission, the German cup. Uh, and the first time in SoCon since app state in 2012, 2013, that's right. That that's same right. School has taken home the men's and women's. Not a bad program cups. to follow right there, boys and girls. So Not a SoCon bad runs program. through Sanford as SoCon of this moment. Sanford. And if we can keep it that way, baby, but yeah, that's hype. Um, I saw that on Twitter, and as soon as I saw that stat about App State, that's what really rung home about how impressive that is. Because that athletic department, I mean, they rose from nothing to almost incredible. And then, you know, now it's all about the money and they're in the FBS, whatever, whatever. But they dominated. They dominated uh, in the SOCON yeah. and they're here. Obviously, football, but clearly way more sports than just that. So great example to be or great school to be lumped in with now in the record books. Yeah. I mean, obviously that, you know, App State is a big state school with a big uh, following and, you know, yeah. uh, attracts a lot of people from, from the region. And for us to be able to you know, do that with what, 5,000 undergrad students, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty impressive. It is. It is. So that's that's all. Is that all we got, Mike? Anything else? No. No shout outs. I mean, we we've kind of gone away from shout outs because we yeah we give so much love to like individual players and stuff throughout the episodes. It's it's I don't know if it's doing people justice. Um, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that in the fall. Um, yeah, we'll get back to that in the fall. I think we are 89 days away from football season. Ooh, let's go, baby. Let's go. Could be less than that, but 80 something days. Oh, I'm excited. I mean, this year's going to be yeah. this year's either going to be really disappointing, which yeah. is also great because it means their expectations, and you always want expectations. You don't want to be the Cinderella. Like those teams. Wait, are you talking fade. about Sanford or the, yeah. the football Sanford? Okay. You want to be the yeah. powerhouse. You want to be pissed when you lose three games. Um, so yeah. We're excited. Go dogs. Yeah. We will catch y'all next week. Tune into the track championships, people. I got a, got a special feeling. Might not pan out. I've never watched a college track event and I'm track about to watch my first fun. one. Track and field is fun. Yeah. I'm excited. So go Titus, go Aaron, go dogs. We'll see y'all next week. Hey, you already know, you know, Sanford about to get that ring, man. Hey, love y'all. We love y'all.